Hello and welcome to the Screen Chronicles. I'm Colby. With me as always is Steve. And today we are joined by a very special guest. He is an actor, director, and filmmaker. And he recently launched his own production company called HG4 Films. He has been to work such as Medici and The Stranger. But if you were listening to us, you will recognize him as Osbert, son of Uhtred, in Seven Kings Must Die on Netflix right now. Jacob Dudman, welcome to the Screen Chronicles. Thank you. I feel very welcome with that intro. Wow. Yeah. That sounds right. really cool, actually. You know to what be I mean? honest, like I yeah. had to like I had to narrow down what to say in your intro because there were oh, a lot you. of things on the resume. It's uh it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. And I love your t-shirts, by the way. I Thank love you. your t-shirts. Yes. Awesome. I saw you ha- you uh did a short like film on your YouTube channel where you were Han Solo. So I'm yeah, like, he's, he's in Star Wars too. Let me break out my Star Wars shirt here. Yes. And, and when I watched that, by the way, I was like, wow, he's nailing this Harrison Ford accent. Yeah. Like, you know, I was so cold. I think actually in the reverse shot where I'm like, you know, it's over my shoulder, you can see my shoulder like shivering. So <laughs> I'm glad we got away with it. You got away with it. And I didn't realize how good you were with accents until I started diving more into your YouTube page. Oh, and no. saw man you do the hamilton video the greatest showman all the accents singing it if you're listening to us and you haven't seen that go over to his youtube check that out um oh, bless you thanks so, yeah. yeah i mean that feels like lifetimes ago but that's sort of how it all kicked off for me really oh yeah, yeah. in the accents and impressions i was always up because yeah people obviously like when you're working with a new cast lots of people are who is this guy right him. those have come up and then of course the first question people ask is do you do you do Uhtred? <laughs> like, <laughs> really? Because of the voice. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, thankfully, I didn't break it out in front of Alex. I, I, I worry he might have taken it the wrong way. Oh. But it's all love, you know? Yeah. Right. right. Well, you know, anyone, uh, like, if we tell them we podcast or something, they say, Uhtred. Like, and when I tell them, like, what we co- mostly cover, and they're like, Uhtred? Uhtred sound of Uhtred? And they like, yeah. every, everyone does the voice a little bit, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I mean, People would do the voice to me when they'd realize what show it was. If I said, oh, I'm doing this thing. And like, I'd get the same response. Oh, oh, Uhtred. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it literally was that. That's awesome. What a and character. Yeah. And were you a fan of the show already before you joined the movie? So I have to admit, I hadn't seen it. Okay. It, in fact, it was a, it's been a bit of a weird journey for me getting to the show because originally I actually auditioned in ser- series three. Oh, okay. To play Edward. Mm. Would that have been serious? I think yeah. it was serious. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. And thankfully, I didn't get it because obviously Tim was brilliant. Then I think I went up for Ethelstan as well. So they keep they kept oh, yeah. bringing me back. And I didn't really know what it was, unfortunately. It's one of those shows that I think my dad talked about a lot. Okay, and so cool. instinctively in my brain, I went, okay, well, if dad's watching it, then maybe, maybe it's not for me. <laughs> it's but, a um, show. Yeah, yeah, literally. But then obviously, as soon as I delved into it, I got hooked. Right, completely. yeah. Um, and I, I binged it because I think it was early January last year where we learned this was happening. So I was like, okay, finally, I have to get around to watching this show. <laughs> and, um, and I had about three weeks to... Uh, Wow. To, to to learn all I had to learn. Three um, weeks. Yeah, it was intense. That's crazy. But, yeah. <laughs> and and I'll, uh, the other thing is, is that the first, ep- the pilot, I started watching on 1.5 speed because yeah. I thought, I- I'm just going to have to get through this. Oh my God. And, but then halfway through, I was like, this needs to be watched <laughs> I know. properly. I know. You can't slowed it down it. then, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 0.5 yeah, yeah. speed. And, yeah, and really took drag it out. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Awesome. so yeah, you were Osbert in the new movie Seven Kings Must Die. So everyone watching, listening, spoiler alert for the new movie, all the Last Kingdom, all that fun stuff. What was it like coming on then onto uh, this movie here as this? You were basically a new character, um, and then also too new with a bunch of veterans from the show, right? So it was like, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was weird because my first day was. Um, the scene where uh, Osbert's sort of introduced to the audience and Uhtred comes over and asks what's what's happening with the borders. Um, it's the, the first introduction for me and it was the first uh, scene that we shot. And so it was weird suddenly being on set with Uhtred and yeah. like, it was like stepping in, it really was stepping in someone else's world. 
Right. Obviously, I knew about Arnus and Mark and everything. Having, like I said, nothing. My whole life for those three weeks was The Last Kingdom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it was pretty intense then finally turning up. What was made slightly weirder about it was that I had actually landed in Hungary, fallen off a horse and oh. fractured my vertebra. What? So, like, I was bedbound. And uh, and then I got COVID from one of the hospitals. Jeez. So I was like isolating for these three weeks. I was just in bed watching. the. That was literally what oh I was doing. Um, and then the first time I was sort of let out was to was to film that scene. So and your back felt better. <laughs> it was like a weird. Yeah, yeah, it felt much better. Um, but it did feel like a dream, you know, at first. Yeah, wow. Having, yeah, going to bed dreaming of the last kingdom, waking up watching the last kingdom, and then suddenly you're in the last kingdom. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it was, it was obviously amazing. That's crazy. Cause I mean, I'm sure some actors, their first scene is not with Alexander Draymond, you know, mm. which any scene he is, is in is obviously a critical scene. So you jumped right on in um, yeah. to get going with it. That's, that's pretty crazy. Now, Obviously, you play his son in this movie. Yes. Um, did you use, like, did you go and, and kind of reference him as an actor? Uh, obviously, he's not totally raised by Uhtred in, in the show yeah. movie, but um, did you use any of Alexander Draymond uh, as inspiration for the role or, or not? Yeah, there are little, um, I think there are little vocal mannerisms to him, obviously coming from impressions background, that that's sort of a, a hook that I often bring in to characters. I think um, there's a scene where I'm on the top of the Bedenberg sort of uh, uh, fort looking out to Inglemunda. The way I naturally said it was almost like imitating um, my dad in that, in the, I, I think I say like, Step back from my gate and tell me who you are. It's like the the yeah. the rhythm was like sort of in in Uhtred's uh, mannerisms. Totally. Um, so I think subconsciously it came in. I could imagine that Osbert was very uh, proud to be Uhtred's son. I mean, what a, right. what a role to have, you know. And I think he he idolizes him a lot. Um, so I definitely took stuff from that. But like you say having him raised sort of in other places had to take inspiration from that as well. Uh, I actually asked as, as soon as we started filming, if there's anything I needed to know, I obviously knew, you know, I, I saw him as a baby and all of this stuff yeah. and season five hadn't come out yet. Yeah, so right, right. I asked like, is there anything I need to know? Is, is he in it in like, as he's younger? And I was told that he doesn't show up. Oh, <laughs> And I watched series five and this uh, this this guy who who's playing Osbert for that one scene at the end of the mm -hmm. show, and he has such a broad northern accent. And so we were halfway through shooting, and I thought, oh god, how do I work this in? Right. To sort of change my voice to then sort of pull back wow. to be a little bit more like the original actor who 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 played him in series five. Well, we appreciate that continuity, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, some I, actors you... might go like, oh, well, I'm the actor now. This is my actor. That's pretty cool that you you right. factored that in. Um. I think you've got to, you know, because right. I think it's, it's all about, you, you've got to, you've got to believe, you know, I think it's also something that Elaine did so beautifully is make mm. that character of Yagafu her own, but also like right. there was sort of a truth to it. And I think you can, um, it, you believe the, the continuity they can. Totally. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's amazing that they found uh, another actor that looks just like. I know. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, I didn't realize it right away, uh, mm -hmm. to be honest. Because they do look so similar, and I saw the last name. Oh, it's Cassidy, but then I, was, I swore her yeah, name was yeah, Anya. Yeah. And then go yeah, we were watching out, it, but... and I was like, wait, is that Edward's wife? And Kobe was like, yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh. And I was like, oh, maybe they just did her makeup differently or yeah, something. Yeah. Uh, I think there was someone in the crew who came up to her and said, I loved you in, you know, the series. Oh, I would imagine. Like, nope. I know. <laughs> but you didn't. That's so funny. Was there any then like debate for you though when when you got in of like maybe I should just straight up do Uhtred's accent? Then was that well? This is the thing because um, I I don't think so. I think that would have been wrong, and I yeah. I think it would have been yeah. I think people would probably have watched it going, what is this guy trying to do? Right. But um, there is a there in that scene, that first scene that we shot with Alex, there is a moment where Osbert says, um, "No good comes of sitting waiting for a birthright." 
And the way the director sort of pitched it to me was, this is something that your father always says to you. And I feel like if I hadn't been bedridden for three weeks and it wasn't my first thing with Alex, I may have said it back to him the way he would have said it to me. Um, So I kind of wish I'd gone for that. Um, But yeah, I thought as first introductions go, he he may just go, what are you doing? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't know if you've read any of the books leading up to it or if you reference them. No, sadly not. With your character in the books, Osbert, who is actually renamed Uhtred, because of course they take his first son's name and, and Osbert's worthy of it. Mm-hmm. He is like mini Uhtred in the books. And so, you know, going into the film, we have that sort of expectation is like, oh, he's going to be sort of formidable uh, yeah. in his own way. And I think that definitely came across. Um, oh, Uhtred you. seems to trust Osbert. He seems, I think there's a line when they're getting taken away, like I'll take care of Edmund as you guys are taken away. There's that sort of, and then your scene that you just mentioned on top of the ramparts of Bebenbur, it, yeah. it definitely is Utradish. It's um Oh bless you, yeah. Yeah. I think that's it's a sort of an impossible uh task for Osbert to to live up to that. Uh, yeah, for anyone, right? Yeah. But, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, for anyone. It's, like... it's the reason he is Utrid, son of Utrid, is because he is, you know, he's earned it. Right. Osbert definitely has had to all of a sudden grow quite tough. Um, I think, you know, given the the sort of upbringing he's had, I can imagine it's quite a change of of scene for him. And, uh, but that he was, he was trained for it all along, you know, (laughs) I don't know know why you're giving me this, uh, this sword practice, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all here for it, Hild. So, so yeah, the, the idea was to try and, really make Osbert um, formidable, as you say. And had it not been for my back injury, we would have had a lot more fighting stuff. There's, right. there's um, not to spoil the magic at all, That's but fine. the bit where um, Osbert comes in on the horse, yeah, he, he says, hunt down their kings, and all that sort of stuff. We had um, the camera on one side because uh, we, we had a doctor on set saying he's not allowed to twist. <laughs> so everyone was attacking me from this side. So it was like I was fighting one-handed, like batting them all off. Oh, yeah, interesting. Um, but we, you know, we we did a, a bit of training. Uh, we did a lot of choreography that was never used. The film obviously moves at a great pace and like yeah. so much happens. So a lot right. was cut. But um, I think also part of it was the producers were getting phone calls going, can you, can you stop making him do this? Oh man. Um, which is tough for them as well, you know, and yeah. disappointing for me because you want to throw yourself into this stuff. But well, yeah, you, you still have a great presence in that battle, obviously coming yeah. in. Oh, what a, what you a know, role. Yeah. As they're narrowing in on Uhtred and, and, and the guys, it's like, wait, I feel like there's gotta be something else to come in here. Yeah. There's gotta be a flank or something. Yeah. And obviously you get the great attack, you know, and right in um what was it like to do that moment uh incredible it was like you know i think you you, sometimes as an actor you get you get gigs where um there's a lot of like complaining around you and like it was obviously very cold and all this sort of stuff no one was complaining it was because it's such a cool sequence to be a part of that everyone is just there for the love of it it really felt like we we were doing something really exciting and obviously we've seen it now we know we know that we were it's always funny when you're filming like you know you're you're watching like a battle sequence and then an arrow comes over but the battle's not actually there and the arrow's not actually there Uh, (laughs) um so so that's always fun because you're playing pretend and you're imagining and uh just gotta make sure you're looking in the right direction even more epic in the film than what i had in my head so really yeah. yeah Yeah, yeah. It was it was, it was cool to see movie. it in like a film sort of setting, and um, I was lucky enough to see it at the premiere in New York. Um, oh, so it was cool to see it on the big screen. And yeah, it comes. Yeah, we were lucky. We got a screening in London. Yeah, um, Boston Crew, which is also also speaks absolute volumes to like the TLK team yeah. because I've been on shows where like that's just not heard of, where like people past and present are invited to just celebrate the show. It's it's really lovely look like it looked uh, amazing what's it like to watch your perform i assume that was the first time seeing it yes yeah yeah, yeah what yeah. was that like watching it with other actors around other oh, cast actors too, right yeah yeah it's, it's nice it's i'm not one of these actors who gets funny about watching themselves like cool. i think it's fine it's it i see it as a job 
But um, when you're around other actors, then it becomes a little bit funny because you know, oh, they they know the trade. So like, but um, right. it was just such a like, you know, people were whooping like uh, when people's names were coming on screen, like everyone was sort of cheering each other on. So it, it would just create a really nice atmosphere. My partner was with me. She said that I was like holding her hand and I would like tense up whenever I came on screen. <laughs> but I didn't notice that. I, th- I think I think the the added sort of the the back injury stuff was like, how is this going to come out? Am I just going to look yeah. like an absolute wreck the whole yeah. time? Um, oh, but man. yeah, I would. In the end, been. really happy with it. That's awesome. Harriet Gilby invited me, and I was sitting next to him and Mark. Oh, nice. so it was really interesting to to experience their sort of tension their first time. I could definitely sense the nervousness sort of uh, in that row. Sure, not knowing what was going to. I, th- I think it, I think it is natural in a way. Because you know it's it's going out to to so many people, and especially when you know it's a last hurrah for so many people. Like anyone who's loved the show is gonna watch it, yeah. so it's it, you you sort of going into it with having it been a a pre existing success. You know that it's going out to masses. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got any sort of fan reception then for, for yet from the movie? Have they uh, started coming back with uh, Osbert here comments and stuff? Yeah, it's it's been really nice. I mean, I've mainly received, uh, I've been welcomed into the Arseling, which has been very, very nice. There you go. Yeah, I mean, I've been trying to stay off social media um, the last couple of weeks, but every time I go on, it's like, silly behind the scenes videos i mean me and mark had our characters gary and barry who are the yeah. uh, letting agents for realtors yeah <laughs> yeah um and i don't know how, whether he's got any more of those i think i've got another one to post oh beautiful we'll be looking and obviously rod as well <laughs> yeah I, I love the engagement of it and, it and it really does feel like a family yeah one thing i'd have to that i did know about the show before coming onto it just being in the industry is hearing about how the cast are like so tight yeah. and how the fans are like so feel so connected and that you know I've had conversations with Mark where he's talked about conventions and how like yeah. it feels so natural and like everyone embraces each other and yeah it's just a really nice community to be part of and I'd heard about that without watching any of the show so wow to be part of that's really nice that's really cool yeah, we don't, you know, whatever it is about, obviously it seems like Alex and the team have created such a culture on set yeah. and there's that camaraderie in the show and movie as well. I don't know yeah. if it just attracts people who who sort of vibe off that camaraderie and mm, I think it's so. Just, it's cool. It just yeah, seems to leak out too. Part of the too. show, so I think you know? that's something people like. And I also too, yeah. it's because I think Last Kingdom, was, it was a, I mean, it was, it's an awesome show um but it was it was smaller it wasn't super popular yeah. uh yeah. i would say probably season four is when it started getting like big big and then right. it's gotten bigger since then uh, yeah. but like i still feel like that core fan group is like this is an amazing show everyone should know about yeah. it and they're like they're just you know this smaller group of people though you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah totally yeah and it's so i i love things like that where and, and and that's that i feel like that's so important for a fan base as well to to feel like it's yours and then every success that it has is like shared success and you you want the show to do yeah. well yeah you know that's how and you feel, obviously yeah. it being on on netflix and stuff it's able to reach a a, a wider audience absolutely um, what was yeah. your reaction when you saw that it was number one in 89 different countries the opening oh. weekend did was that yeah. expected a week or two, right? was gonna... uh, yeah. well yeah. you know I, I expected it to do well i mean i didn't even know there were 89 countries with netflix i mean <laughs> that must be pretty much close to like all of them right, right. i mean maybe not i don't know but that, yeah it's incredible <laughs> to be number one in any country is phenomenal right. I've just come back from the gym and I, it start. I'm starting to get people like looking like, "Is that that guy?" Recognizing you. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because lots of the stuff I've done before has been big in like the most random places. Right. Um, you know, like the the young adult sort of teen world's very big in places like Brazil and and the US. So so being like home and people going, "Is that guy?" Like, I swear he's. <laughs> Um, it's like a different demographic as well, I think, um, which is cool. Oh. But yeah, I, like it, it, it's so far reaching. 
I've had texts from people that I uh, haven't spoken to in years who, you know, suddenly, oh my God, how are you doing, by the way? <laughs> yeah. Um, people who didn't even know I was I just want to get into Bebenberg. They just yeah, 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 they're yeah, trying to like, get that Bebenberg connection, man. You know what I'm yeah. Don't fuck yeah. that, you know? <laughs> yeah, hang on a minute. Don't open no. the gates. Don't open those <laughs> gates. Don't open the gates. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> He had to, right? That was he a tough choice, to. man. That was oh, a tough choice. What are you going to do? Because, like, the number one thing to not do in the show is let Uhtred die. Like, and I feel like yeah. he understood <laughs> that assignment. Like, if Uhtred's dead, like, if Uhtred's alive, there's always a chance. There's always a chance. Absolutely. Yeah. That's that's it, right? He's Yeah, it's like the, the queen in chess. Like, you're, you're, you're like, lost without him. We always, um, yeah, we always joke, like, when we're watching the show or the movie and a character, like, doesn't do well by Uhtred or doesn't trust him. We're like, well, they obviously didn't watch seasons one through four or something. Yeah. We're like, yeah, Osbert definitely the watched the, the, the show yeah. and knew. Osbert definitely binged watched the whole show in three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was an intense moment, though, because mm. you could see what was going through your head. Run us through that moment real quick. What it was like uh, to make that decision to open the gates? Yeah, it's obviously really tough. And, and honestly, like as an actor, I mean, I'll speak for myself. And I don't want to sound too actory by saying this, but you, you, when you're sort of going through it and living it, you are releasing chemicals into your body. There is a physiological response, it, hopefully, if it's, you know, going right. Um, right. And it, it was horrible to to sort of um, see the situation you find yourself in. And again, it comes back to him sort of feeling hopeless and wanting to do right by his dad. But in that moment, he sort of had an impossible choice. Mm. there's a little moment where I can't remember whether it made it I think it's sort of seen in the edit but we made more of a thing of it on the day where Osbert just looks across to Yagafu and sees Edmund there as well that was sort of the moment when filming the scene that I sort of had to go open the gates because I knew what it meant to them I knew what it meant to you know Finnan and Citric, who were there as well at at knife point, and obviously seeing Aldhelm as well. Ooh, it was yeah. a bit intimidating, really. It really yeah. was because you had so many extras, and it was just it was the ramparts of like me, say, Elaine, yeah, we, and Zach. You were and right, everyone's right. like everyone looking up at you, going, "I'll kill your dad." <laughs> <laughs> um, and obviously, like the cameras miles away, the microphones are miles away, and you just sort of go, um. <laughs> It feels yeah. like you're more in it then, right? Yeah. Completely, yeah. I mean, I think anything that lets you immerse yourself in the space, like obviously the costumes are great. Yeah. The set is like fantastic. And they all um they all add up to to really helping you feel like you're you're a part of it. But that's awesome. Yeah, what was it like to be at Bevenber? Obviously, uh, a good majority of your scenes are at Bevenber. And now that you had seen the show and that, that goes all the way back to season one, like the opening scene of the show, yeah. what was that like to be at Bevenber? Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, especially because of the way that I'd watched it and how like I was, you know, living and breathing it for those weeks. Finally stepping on set was like being in Disneyland or something. Wow. Um, as, as I'm sure you know, the sets sort of back onto each other. So mm -hmm. it's like you, you'd walk <laughs> through Winchester and like it's like oh there's the episode that i watched uh like four days ago and then it's like oh that's how they got places so quick yeah <laughs> yeah and it's a brilliant place i remember when we finished filming they were unsure whether they were going to have to take it down or yeah. keep it up as a tourist attraction and i don't know what's happened with it but i really hope it's still up because yeah. it's an amazing place i know they had kept it up for a time i don't know if that was going to be permanent oh. or not but um right yeah yeah it'd, yeah it'd be great it's, to see someday in person that would be amazing we're, yeah, we're about uh, to next month head up to bamber castle at least and um we're going there next month so we're amazing i i actually do you know what else is really nice is that the week before go, seeing the film that can't come out i was in bamber and i went to the castle amazing yeah. so yeah just to like really see the space i mean i'm from the north of england anyway so uh like, okay it's a very special place to me but um just to like be there and see the exhibition and they have the music playing around the oh sweet like, that's that's really fun did you know it was going to be that final scene that they zoomed out of no that's what i was oh. going to say yeah yeah okay. so um i think the yeah they'd changed it in the edit i think it always had the writing in it but there was like um 
we shot some additional scenes and, and it was like undecided how the film was going to end. There was a scene written uh, and shot where um, you see Osbert carrying serpent breath off uh, and you see Ethel Stan like sat by a fire a little bit older. Um, oh. I hope I'm all right saying this stuff. I mean, of course. I, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, it it's, happened. it's usually it happened. fine. You're okay. okay. You can, Carnival, yeah, cool. don't Most hurt people Jacob, do. right? Let him, yeah, let him please, leave. Please. <laughs> um, but when that when when it comes out of the window and you see Bamra present, I just thought that was such a perfect ending. Um, yeah, it, it tied yeah. us right into like the history and and everything yeah. that's happened in the show. I mean, obviously, so much of what happened in the show is based on history. Are you interested in that history? Was that something I know you've yeah, done other oh, period pieces in the past? Uh, yeah, fascinates me. Yeah, really, really interesting. I think England's such a uh, an interesting place. Totally. The fact that my accent sounds different from someone that lives 30 minutes away from me, mm. yeah, know, where I grew up. Um, it, it's such a melting pot of different cultures and subcultures. And, and like, you know, I took a DNA test a couple of years ago and it's like 20% Scandinavian and like Irish and Scottish. So, so you really are thinking in people who feel like quintessentially English, they're they're a real mix of so many different cultures and invasions you know yeah um i mean vikings were going everywhere right man yeah literally yeah (laughs) yeah um so yeah probably a viking i probably yeah i'll say that yeah i was four percent scandinavian and i'm totally a viking dude oh (laughs) you know nice yeah you gotta own it born a dane raised by saxons right i mean that's how you know the uh, reverse (laughs) ushid Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was your that was your story then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Four percent, baby. Um, four <laughs> percent. <laughs> but like the rest, he's like ninety. Well, ninety percent. No, I'm eighty eighty percent Irish. Something um, ridiculously oh, really? high for like fifteen percent Scottish. I'm very diverse. Very diverse. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. That's awesome. Colby the Conqueror. Speaking of the ending, uh, the ending that did come out, you know, uh, yeah. to me is pretty they leave it pretty ambiguous as far as what Utrid is doing he's looking uh left to Valhalla and he's looking right yeah. at you and and Bevenber and and think about living on uh what what do you think what's the ending for you I guess you said for me Utrid lives I, I think <laughs> Colby do you think Utrid lives or do you think uh, I, I feel like I, I when I when I see him look at you in that Ooh. final scene I sort of interpret that that as him sort of like it's okay to let go because there's me there's my legacy that's sort of how I looked at it and it was like okay I can move on now but I think they do a good job of leaving it a little bit up for interpretation there yeah definitely I mean I wouldn't want to say definitively what I think because that is like yeah like you say the beauty for me is that people can make up their own minds and I think often the best stories are left open-ended like that because because then you have your perfect happy ending you know whatever you think is right. I also agree with uh, your idea, Colby, that the um, the look yeah. could be could be taken as like a, because because it, it's, it's not just the look, it's the it's his reaction after that shot of of me. Um, right. He's tearing up in a way that like, you know, yeah. breaks my heart thinking about it really. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. And he's so brilliant in that scene. But yeah, obviously, I'd like to think that he lives. Yeah, it's what I want to think it's, too. You know? It's so much fun to discuss <laughs> that ending, and the more I, I've seen it, the more cryptic it is. Yeah, because the, we get a lot of the fun thing about having this podcast. We hear a lot of people's point of views on it, and okay. a lot of people will be like, "Well, he didn't have his sword, so he couldn't die." But then, like, he's reaching under oh, his cloak, so maybe he was. And then someone's like, yeah. "Oh, but he wasn't a king, so he can't die." And then somebody pointed out, like, when they zoom out, there's like a, a crown of candles over his head. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's cool. Like they really, it's, it was like intense. Fantastic. I mean, what Ed and the whole team did was was amazing. And another thing, I, I don't know whether this you've already discussed this with other mm. people, but that scene was um, shot with so much coverage. You know, there, there are obviously the shots of me and there are shots of Mark and Arnis and, and everyone. Right. Um, the editing is the most interesting for me okay. in terms of all that because, you know, you had lots of shots that weren't used. And so they've clearly gone in the edit and decided what, you know, they probably discussed it at great length. All of these yeah. things you're talking about, the crown candles, all these stuff, because I don't think the candles 
were on set. I think they were added in. Mm, okay. So, you know, okay. that's a conscious decision. Um, yeah. So there's a lot in the editing. Like, I didn't even realize that when um, Ethel's, I, I obviously did it on the day, but right. when Cavan says, long live the king, and everyone says, long live the king, and then right. like a little bit, and then for some reason it goes to Osbert. And he's like a little bit out of sync with everyone. And I'm what's that about? Someone's clearly chosen all of these things. That's amazing. So we've got to just keep doing our detective work, I think. Totally. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what was it like shooting that that final scene then too, when uh Uhtred is acknowledging Ethelstan as king of all England now and and giving over his lands? You know, were you also just kind of like, Dad, why? Why are you giving up my stuff? You know? <laughs> but like... Yeah, well, maybe that's why they put that shot in there. Uh, what <laughs> yeah i should have been brought into Diago. what <laughs> uh, but uh yeah it was an emotional scene i think you know i was very conscious for the whole shoot that i was stepping into someone else's world and mm -hmm. it's it, it was the, it's the same for that scene i think alex is obviously doing um what he's got to do to get into the zone and um and harry as well so there was a there was a really nice atmosphere on set really it felt like everyone was giving it the respect that the scene deserved and giving it space to sort of breathe and people would like take their time really you know it's it's an incredible it's an incredible scene obviously and i think what speaks volumes as well is that the original cut of the film was much longer right and I it was it. sort of brought down yeah so but they kept that scene you know, it, they gave the, the space for that to really land. Good. And that's how it felt on the day. You know, it was like we had a whole day of just this one scene because we knew we had to get it right. Um, yeah. But but for me personally, I think it was it was more about le like letting the others. I knew what I had to do. Right. Like I just wanted to like let the others have like close up their story because it Absolutely. is, you know. Uhtred and the boys and Ethelstan. You all killed it. And you have that cool line where you say, um, Bevan Burrs is ours again, and we will now rebuild it from stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which... And then obviously seeing the shot at the end is cool. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I think there was I think there was a, another line in there that ended up getting cut, but it was, Bevan Burrs is ours again, and we will rebuild in stone. And then there was a line that got cut, and I'm glad it got cut because uh, I don't think it would have fit in the scene. Okay. But um, it said, Bevan Burrs is ours again, and we will rebuild in stone. And then Osbert like tears up a little bit and says, "You must fight to live to see it." Um, so we so we we got rid of that. And obviously, the next line is Elaine saying, um, "There's so much to live for." So yeah, I think that's right, sort so. of fitting for, you know, the open ending. I, mm. I don't know. I would have liked that line though too. I think that would have been cool to have in. And yeah. I think yeah, but. But yeah, you I know, want him Steve to just wants him to be alive so bad. <laughs> yeah. <He's> like, <laughs> yeah. He's like well, finding every excuse. Yeah, could be. I it mean, could be. I mean, who knows? It's who, who knows. The the other thing is that the um the, you know, the scenes we shot at the end where, like I said, like they didn't make it like Osbert carrying Serpent's Breath and Ethelstan sat by a fire, which didn't make it into the film. And there was another one. Can't forget. I feel like I'm giving away someone. I feel like someone's okay. watching screaming and pulling their heads out. I don't. I doubt it. No, no, no. It all goes on the screen. Chronicles. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but the idea that was that those scenes were like far in the future. So, okay. kind of like whether he lives or dies, like like you've said, the legacy is secure. Ethelstan goes on to become the best king in medieval England. And, you know, that's yeah. what I was saying. I was like, I do, I wish they kind of would have done something like that because um, we, we kind of just saw Ethelstan become king and, mm. and then uh, he was kind of a dick most of the movie. And it's just like, <laughs> it would have been great to have like, at least like seen like a quick glimpse of him. Just like a quick one. Yeah. Like yeah. maybe going through the crowd, you know, a gray beard and something. Everyone's like, yeah, that's good. He's yeah. a good guy. <laughs> you know yeah i mean it's there, there's it, yeah. i think that that says a lot about the world though isn't it is that you could have you know i want to see what happens to finn and citric i want to see now yeah and edmund like it's obviously we're there to serve utrid's story at the end of the day yeah. um and i think it it's a rather fitting ending but i completely agree that like now we need a new series exactly we need spin-offs and we yes. need yeah. united yeah. i mean obviously yeah. i still enjoyed the ending but yeah. Uh, yeah, but there, uh, 
you know, I, I, I've, I've mentioned this a few times before the, the show has become more successful pretty much every season it's come out, right. It's more popular. Um, after the movie though, they did leave the ambiguous ending, but whether they decided to do a movie after, or, or I even think, you know, if they wanted to, they could do movies that take place maybe before and just like their own little short yeah. story kind of thing. Of great characters, you know, that you um, do would, would that be something you'd be interested in doing now? Coming back as Osbert and absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd love a go at it with, you know, a, a fixed spine. <laughs> totally. <laughs> and uh, to be able to twist on a horse. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it, it's definitely got scope for it. Hasn't it? It's you've got such a, a depth of characters and, you know, you could even have like the Scottish Chronicles, where you follow, you know, Constantine right. and, and Don Donal. Is that how you? Donal. Yeah. yeah, I think they yeah, maybe Don say Donal. I don't know if they pronounce the M in it. I think it's yeah. I th I, yeah, I think it depends on which region you whether sure, you pronounce sure. it or not. But oh, yeah. Um, yeah, there's so much, isn't there? Oh, like yeah. Sig Trigger could have like a prequel spin-off. I definitely want Constantine spin-off though. Yeah, I really want Constantine spin-off. Did you have a favorite character watching the show that? that you really like um Oda. yeah Otter? which yeah, one i i loved him sorry um, simon older Cruz. or younger Otta. uh older oh, older okay okay not his son not his son yeah 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 not his son not his son yeah no um <laughs> that's a great answer for this yeah one. that's, a that's awesome. really yeah is i mean that, we love him a, is that not a common answer no no i think i think he's a bit underrated right but my God, the nobility of that guy to kill yeah. his own son. Oh. I mean, <laughs> he's, yeah, I, I don't know what amazing. I liked about him. I just thought he was fantastic and he's a brilliant actor yeah. as well. Yeah, we we're um, fortunate to have him on the podcast and um, we we're so oh. excited. We loved his character and I, we felt there was so much depth to his character to talk about. Um, mm -hmm. It yeah. was a really amazing performance. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's, he's fantastic. He's a really fantastic actor. Yeah. But there are so many characters that I love. Yeah. I'm obviously a bit, a bit biased, but Gisela and uh, um, who else? Gisela was amazing. Yeah, picking yeah. mum. Yeah, yeah, Pick yeah. Mom. <laughs> yeah, she's great, and Uta's great. Um, uh, yeah. Constantine, though, like you um, said, right? Were you a fan of, after you saw season five, or maybe working with Rod in, in the movie? Were you a fan of Constantine? Uh, yeah, I was a big fan of Constantine, but I was an even bigger fan of Rod. I absolutely oh, love him man. as a person. What a guy. What a guy. Yeah, he's he's great. He gave me like cardigan advice. And I, I said to this, I was like, I, I promise you I'm being serious. I'm not I'm not taking the mic. Like I I really like your cardigan and I would like one myself. Um I was worried that he was gonna be like, You you taking the mic, like because I'm an old man, I'm wearing a cardigan. I like, no, 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 I really want one. So now I've got this cardigan that's rod inspired. There you go. He's such a such a kind man. And uh, and uh, yeah, I think Constantine's a great character. Another honorable mention before we move sure. on. Sure. Father Bioka is yeah. he's another yeah. He, if it, if not Odder, it would be Bioka. I think another great pick. Another mm. great pick. It's so cool that this the show the movie you can have anybody can watch it and have a different favorite character. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, Uhtred's obviously the default, but. Uh, there's so many other amazing characters that that you can relate to, um, which is so totally. cool. Yeah, I, yeah. That's I think that's like any good show has like depth of characters that you want to like spend time with, right? And I also think that it it's what separates this show from a lot of other shows like that maybe aren't as successful that are based in a similar sort of region mm -hmm. or similar genre, like the the depth of character because you can get swept up in the action as well. And obviously, mm -hmm. the action's amazing in the show, but like when you have like sidekicks like Finn and saying, I don't have to call myself English and all this. That was great. That was great. This is great, right? <laughs> great line. Uh, absolutely. And so we also want to talk a little bit about you, Jacob, and about um, your career. And we know that recently you just launched something pretty big. Yeah. HG4 Films. Yes. Can you kind of run us through uh, what this is all about and, and talk to our audience about it a little bit? Yeah, bless you. Thank you. Um, I mean, uh, HG4 is my production company, which is lovingly named after the postcode I grew up in. It's my opportunity to start creating things, really. I I went to university to study film. Uh, so I actually stumbled into acting, wanting to be a director. Yeah. I was wow. 
joining acting classes on the weekend to try and understand it from a director's point of view and just caught the bug and started auditioning when I was meant to be going to lectures and stuff. Then then I ended up doing it um, full time and the acting obviously took over, which was great. Like I'm not complaining at all, but there was this part of me that always wanted to get back to making stuff. And um, now I have the time and opportunity to do that. So there you go. You're an out of work actor. You've got to, you know, do something with your time yeah. and uh, and and get the ball rolling. So we're in pre-production for a new film right now, actually. Beautiful. Uh, yeah, it's it's called Finger Food. It's a yeah. sci-fi comedy, uh, which uh, is actually based on the first time I met a girlfriend's parents. Okay. Um, and <laughs> how... They That's left me feeling like they were so alien that I that I wanted to run away. Um, it's <laughs> <That's> about <awesome. laughs> yeah, I know, and I've changed all the names. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's about a boy who desperately wants to be make a good impression on the, his girlfriend's parents, and that proves more difficult when he discovers that they're actually aliens. Um, so yeah, we've got a, a crowdfunder starting tomorrow for that, which is very very cool. And uh, it's it's exciting, man. It's like so. What's the yeah. plan with the film? Is I know you've done a lot of short films in the past. Is mm-hmm. it you planning on being a short film, or is this going to be a yes, a sir? Run? Yes, this yeah. is a, a short film going for a festival run. And Beautiful. Um, Beautiful. yeah, right now it's um it's like getting my eggs, lining up my basket full of eggs, and then uh, and then hopefully getting more into the like yeah feature film TV directing space. Oh. Um, so it's like creating a portfolio, you know, yeah, just yeah, totally. build up. Um still only 25. So um right. yeah, just trying to trying to get some chalk on the board, really. I remember 25, man. That was those were good years, 25, you know. But... <laughs> yeah, it's a good year. It's like I'm an adult, but if I get something wrong, it's like oh, I'm young. Yes. You, got time, man. <laughs> you know, that's how I feel. Steve can't feel like that anymore. No, no. Like that. Oh no. <laughs> now he's 26. Yeah, yeah. Right. Thank you. Thank you for that. You know. <laughs> So did you end up writing this then? Is that uh yeah, I did, yeah. Basically. And it and it's weird how like for a comedy that's got aliens and you know human eating aliens in it, that it like actually follows like some life events like pretty pretty close to you know right. it's it's like a true based on a true story with aliens. Yeah. Um so yeah, it's personal. <laughs> interesting. Can we ask yeah. about this true story without getting spoilers or like? Yeah, I mean, you know? I mean, like, whoa, where to start? I mean, there are so many weird things that happened that, like, I've actually had to cut for time. But like, you know, <laughs> arriving at the door and getting kissed on the lips by the nan, and then, uh, like, and then the mum going, oh, "Mum, you're so embarrassing," and her going, "What well, if he's going to become part of the family?" and all this sort of stuff. And then I sat. <laughs> I sat down at the dinner table and they plated me up some spaghetti bolognese, but like no one else was eating. So like they were all like sat there with their hands like this while I was eating like the messiest (laughs) food imaginable. (laughs) Jesus. And to top it off, my girlfriend wasn't there. It was just (gasps) the fact. What? (laughs) Dude. (laughs) So I thought it was worth making a film about. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh my God. A bit crazy. Right. Well, I can't wait to see how this unfolds. And knowing that it's it's probably rooted pretty close in reality. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. oh, thank you. It's very kind. We'll be, we'll be on the lookout for that in the yes. horizon. What um, do you have any visions for this company? Like, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's um, it's uh, it's just ever expanding, really. I mean, our idea is that we want to sort of have an educational side of it as well. Oh, very like, cool. Very to, cool. Um, you know, similar to the great things that Mark's done with like sure. the actors community and stuff, um, but be more of sort of educational platform for people from disadvantaged communities. Cool. Highlight Northern stories as well, because there's a whole thing in the UK. I don't know whether you're aware of like the forgotten North and how everything's quite London centric. So um, yeah. sort of wanted to to raise a little bit of, of light onto that. But there are lots of stories that I want to tell. One of them is based very close to Bamber actually uh actually some of the story would be based in Bamber cool out of great heroine in the 1700s and developing a feature film about that but it's just whatever um stories like peak my interest at the time yeah as a writer but also expanding to the point where people can bring their ideas and you know try and uh try and create like a creative tribe of people who want to get together and do things for the fun of it 
taking the TLK community yes. uh, blueprint of like family and you know all this stuff. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. And um, we we followed the your production company on Instagram. Everybody, go over to Instagram, follow HG Four Films, check it out. He's got some awesome things coming Link up in the below. works. The link oh, is in in our bio, but yeah, that's that's super exciting, dude. I mean, it's obvious that you just love to create things. You just, I mean, oh, you had a very successful YouTube channel, obviously as an actor, and and wanting to get back into filmmaking and directing. It's it's awesome. Um, what are some of your early inspirations uh, to do these kind of things? Oh wow, I mean, uh, you know, I I was a big fan growing up of Doctor Who, and like right. the just endless possibilities, like the wild imagination you can have with. Uh, particularly Russell T Davies era of like, you know, one week you're on earth and then the next week you're on Mars and then the next week you're like in, you know, a different time period, cool. stuff like that. I suppose the sort of more adult version of that has, has turned into sort of Rick and Morty, the endless sort of possibilities you can have with animation. Yeah. Um, Love Rick and Morty. But yeah. It's fantastic. And uh, the films of Edgar Wright as well. Okay. Like, uh, the finger food the film that we're in pre-production for stylistically is quite similar to that of like hot fuzz Shaun of the dead oh, sort of top yeah. transitions and the very quick paced sort of humor yeah that's that's kind of what got me into it a lot of comedy actually okay so a lot of like light-hearted entertainment i think the industry is in a funny place right now because there's so much being made so much great stuff mm -hmm. but for me like post covid and and all of this stuff like there's obviously quite a lot of hardship in the country at the moment people are really struggling and i think that what i'm craving personally is sort of lighter stuff that's like right a, right you. do you know what i mean like 100%. like I, like i loved severance it was great and everyone on the, yeah. the seven kings because it came out at the time we were filming they were talking about severance obviously yes. that's brilliant but i'd take shrinking over it any day like okay i haven't seen shrinking yet Oh, it's, it's love fantastic. severance, but I haven't seen shrinking yet. Yeah. Okay. Well, they're very, very different shows, but right. Right. But Harrison Ford in it. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm hooked. There you go. And, and you watch Ted Lasso as well. Yeah. Right there yeah. On See, Apple there's TV. another one, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's just, um, it's got heart, you know? Yeah. That's, so cool. that's what's, but what about you guys? Have you always loved the, like the genre or like multiple? Yeah. We, we always liked like knights and stuff like that and star wars medieval times but you know um, like i tried to watch uh a show and I'm not ripping on vikings I, I enjoy vikings now too but i i really only like vikings because of last king but anyway i okay. tried watching vikings and i was just like i'm not into this like everyone's terrible right. and like i'm not really like they don't wear armor like they don't look cool you know what I mean? Yeah. But then, uh, we were we were just looking for another show, and then Last Kingdom kept being suggested on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, we didn't like the trailer for the season one trailer. Yeah, oh, it, really? it didn't it didn't hook us in, and there's that's so why we kind of kept skipping over it. Like, oh, it kind of looks yeah, not interesting. We're so wrong. Many like boring period piece shows, you know, that make yeah. it like two seasons or whatever. That's what we were like worried about, like getting. But like you don't want to you don't want to invest your time in a story that you're sort of, you know, yeah. maybe not 100 percent takeaway. And then two yeah. seasons in, you go, oh, it's just been canceled. I mean, it was, it was yeah. so it was so unique. I mean, like the, how they're like, we're, like when they're talking about like, oh, the Danes are coming. Like, what, what are Danes? What are like? What yeah, are those? Yeah. And, um, uh, yeah. So, I mean, like we got into the Viking stuff and, and that sort of specific oh, time cool. period after this show, just because yeah. of how much we like the show and. And just kind of like needed that fix when we finished yeah, uh, yeah. the first three seasons. Um, I think we're like we've always been open to different thing. We love everything really, mm -hmm. um, as long as it's you know it's well made and it's um, yeah. We, we we just enjoy a lot of different things, but we we sort of found our niche. I think with the Last Kingdom, but there's something more than just it being a historical drama. Like we've talked about before, it's so much like so much to relate to as far as like um, relationships and yeah. um, and things like that. So it's so well done. So well done. One of my favorite experiences as an actor was I did a series called Medici, yeah. which is set in the Renaissance in Italy. And like, you know, I think there's some, it's like escapism in a way, isn't it? Cool. You are going to a different time period and you're, you know, it's, you can, but you can relate to it. It is like, yeah. Um, and I suppose that's what I loved about Doctor Who growing up as well, is that it wasn't a far flung planet, but the relationships and like the real people yeah. in it you could relate to. And that's what's really cool to me. And then um, you got to be a part of it. I mean, yeah, yeah. really awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. 
yeah. think they call that manifestation. I don't know. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Manifests. Mm -hmm. uh, but a lot of our fans, uh, Last King fans, they, they've been telling us to watch Medici. So now you're in it too. Oh, We're going right, to have okay. to definitely check it out. Yeah. Oh, nice. I mean, yeah, it's, I'd say it's, uh, it's, it's full of great characters. It's yeah. got amazing actors in it. And, um, I would, I would plug it. I would go so far as to plug it on your podcast. It's plugged. Yes. Plug well, away. Not for my involvement because, but because it's another great period show that has great depth of characters and lots of like, like it's just, yeah, it's just an awesome, sexy show and it's got yeah. an amazing soundtrack as well. So what's to compare it to? That's awesome. There we go. Uh, we've already talked about sort of your um, filmmaking side and, and what you want to do in the future with that. As an actor, do you have any personal goals? Um, uh, to get work. Uh, okay. I mean, I think you know we we all need to be quite honest with it at the t at, at the moment uh, as actors. Um, I think I have also been what's the what's the word guilty of being like yeah yeah I've got stuff coming up I got yeah it's all good it's fine it's fine it's fine but I think there's also quite empowering to just say you know what I've got nothing on right now I'm waiting for like auditions to come in and see what happens uh so if my goal right now is to work on something that I enjoy working on cool. um to find something fulfilling I've loved the shows I've done the last couple of years have been mainly like young adult stuff which is great but yeah think i'm happy to move away from that space for the moment to like take on something that's very like grounded in reality yeah. in a way that's like well you know like the last kingdom was great because a character like osbert there's so much that you need to dig into to, to right. really you know draw that character out um i think it's a character that could quite easily like sink into the background and then I would hate for anyone to watch something that I'm in and go what was the point in having that guy in there <laughs> right, so right. um I want to I want to do something that is um yeah fulfilling I think I think you've got to enjoy it more than anything as an actor you've got to just enjoy yourself but is there any like dream project you're like I want to be in the next Breaking oh, Bad I want to be in <laughs> Star Wars yeah. you know like yeah, I mean, obviously, all the Disney Plus stuff that uh, they're doing. Um, I just I want to like work on the volume, you know, on one of the, like like the Mando yeah. sets. Do you know about this? Like the the screens that they like yeah, 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 come yeah. on. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I want to do something on that. Um, cool. Imperial officer. Yeah, you can do that, right? <laughs> Sorry, you could work in as an imperial officer, man. Get get in there. Yeah. they're all British, you know. It's my next gig. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Give me the hat. And the like the plastic buttons on the on the jacket I'm in. <laughs> Always wondered what those buttons are. Are they like actual like are they meant to be like a tactical thing or are they like badges? I think there was some movie or something where they, they like used it as a key or something one time. Oh, okay, right. Or a yeah. show. I can't but I they did something with them, you know. I think Disney yeah. era explained that they did something, but I can't did remember. It, yeah. Yeah. So maybe maybe Star Wars. Star Wars would be a good one. Or uh, yeah, like something that's feature film. I think it's it's cool to see yourself in the cinema. It's awesome. Um, with, with streaming, it's amazing. But because I'm so glad we got the screening of Seven yeah. Kings, because then you got it on the big screen with the Dolby sound. And I was speaking to the, the musicians and the the sound designers, and they were like, "We're so glad we got to see it on this, because otherwise, yeah. just on the TV, you lots of my projects have been Netflix, and so we sort of have a celebration where." 7:59 a.m uk time you go on to netflix and then you press refresh and then it's there and then it's a bit <laughs> underwhelming because you're like yeah <laughs> it's out um, and obviously it's incredible and the sort of response sort of snowballs in but um yeah. being in a cinema is like cool right so yeah and it's just it's fun to get out of the house too come on people it's get fun to get of, out of the house yeah freaking house man. <laughs> yeah you know, go to the cinema, support the arts. Yes. <laughs> Do you have any favorite moments from being on set of Seven Kings Must Die? Obviously, you did so many funny videos with um, Mark and Arnis. There's there are a few of those. And um, did you have any favorite moments from set? Well, they would definitely be up there. A personal favorite moment for mine was getting on the horse, um, because honestly, guys, like I had PTSD from it. Like I genuinely yeah. like okay. never wanted yeah. to get back on a horse. And there was one point where I was like, can I even do this? Can I, because this was before a single frame of the film was shot. And I was thinking, 
they're going to replace me. And if they don't replace me, do I want them to replace me? Do I want to get on a horse? Um, in the character breakdown, it's like Osbert, horse expert. Um, <laughs> great. Um, so like a personal highlight for me was like the relief of getting off the horse and like petting the horse and going like, yeah, all right, well done. Well, um, I mean, what was it like? Uh... I guess, you know, getting up there again, you know, I, I had a really major back injury two or three years ago. And, and you know, I mean, it uh, just physically took a while to recover and then mentally too. Uh, yeah. Cause there is a lot of stigma around back injuries and, yeah. uh, and, and thinking like, Oh, I'm going to be like broken forever and everything like that. But yeah. I mean, like did, did was Levente, was he there like horse whispering yeah, for you or, yeah 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 he was so supportive and he like yeah he obviously wanted to make sure I was comfortable with whatever we were doing like no one wants to look at watch a film and just see like a terrified actor on the screen Uh, so he made sure that I was comfortable doing everything it was it was like honestly like it was really scary but I knew I had to do it so you gotta just you just gotta just get on and and do it. And and Alex as well was very supportive. Oh, nice. As you know, he'd heard of what happened, and he just just came in and was like, and and it, it, this isn't this is in a loving way. He said this. He was like, well, you're gonna have to do it. I was like, yeah. oh God, that's what I needed to hear right now. <laughs> yeah. Because you know I'm you sure could just go, yeah, I just oh, it's just really difficult. Like maybe they get stunting or whatever. It's like no, it's like your dad coming in and just being like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. Yeah. Was that had you had horse riding experience before the show or the movie? Or yeah, a little bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But but we actually, I mean, ironically, actually came out early to make sure I got a lot of hours in. Um right. so I think when I arrived, it was just Alex, Arnas, Mark, Harry, and me who were out there. And I was, you know, they were out there because they had lots of prep to do, and I was just out there to try and learn to to ride better. Right. And um you know, so they're probably standing up on their horses by now. And... Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, they're fantastic, and and they would just go off for a ride from from Levente's house, just like we're going up the mountain for a bit. We'll see you later. Amazing. Yeah. Did you feel like you sort of like conquered that that uh, <laughs> fear then after you did? Like, uh, still, I'm still, I'm, I'm still going to have to be convinced to get back on one. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, honestly, but um, yeah, I, I guess it was a little bit. I mean, it was conquering the fear in the moment, but it's just what had to be done. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't like a, there wasn't really much pride involved. It was more like, okay, now, now I've got the relief of like one more day on a horse ticked off. Um, and uh, and I'm I am like now proud of myself for having done it. So, yeah. yeah. Just curious, do you guys have uh, physios on set? Steve and I are both physical therapists for physios. Oh, um, fantastic. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. But do you guys have that on set uh, when these kind of things happen or no? Well, yeah. I mean, I was at Levente's house and I remember um, I, I was I was told to walk it off. And I was like, I don't know whether. It... <laughs> it really <laughs> hurts, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, literally. Um, so I got taken to a hospital and they were like, yeah, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. And then then I got a call from Ed, the director, going, he, he okay? I've heard it's broken. I was like, it's broken? Oh. Um, so, yeah, we didn't have a physio. I was sort of taken away. But the medical team were great. And there was always someone on set or when I was on set, I think, from that moment on. And I continue to have physio like back home afterwards and, and um, carnival have been really great as well. Like, you know, last year at some point it like flared up and my agent just got in touch with him and was like, you know, does the office still stand? Can you know, like help him out? Oh, so, cool. so they've really, really taken care of me and yeah. That's really nice really to hear. For that. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Do you have anything real quick you just want to say to the fans of uh, seven Kings must die uh, before we sign off here? Destiny is all. That's right. <laughs> all that needs to be said. Does everyone say that? No, we try and get them to, yes, yes. We try to get them to, and we didn't even have to sell you on it, so this is perfect. Yes. What else? Destiny is all. Yeah. Cool. I do have one more thing to say. Yes. Yeah. Your Both of your facial hair is great, and I've just oh, noticed on Zoom and mine I need to shave because I'm not quite there yet, but you guys have it. Oh, I appreciate it's it. Like Uhtred and Finnan are talking to me right now. That's thank That's you. Oh, wow. He's probably wait, wait, Finnan, who's right? who's who? He's probably Finnan who's with Uchid, that density Finnan? he's got going on, right? Uh, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> I got serpent's breath here, bro. So hey, yeah, uh, of course. Are you got a shield up there as well? Yeah, it's the one from the it's like the same design as the uh oh nice. I've actually got something right had to get as well. Oh, do you? This is my sword. <gasps> which uh from the set. No, Ooh, my sword. This which, is amazing. Uh, yeah. Um not not quite as cool as Serpent's Breath, but I did give it a name, the cookie cutter. Ooh, cookie cutter. <laughs> I, uh, I thought this looked like a gingerbread man. So uh the cookie cutter comes with me. And then it's amazing. Ball, I sort of wave him around. But um yeah. Ah, oh, so cool, dude. So cool. Did you keep anything else from set or is that the that's the, the only token. thing I've got? That's the token. But, uh it's a it's a cool thing. I'm amazed they let me in the country with it, to be honest. Yeah. Um <laughs> I know that Mark had a shield and everyone signed the shield, which oh, is really cool. cool. But, yeah. Um, yeah. That's amazing. Just have it in your carry-on bag. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just on my back. Yeah, just on the back. A personal <laughs> item, that's all. Yeah. Personal item. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for sharing that, man. That's all. We love to see when people take yes. things home. Some people have told us yeah. that they didn't, and uh, it's so cool, to, I think, to have a token, right? Um, who yeah, completely. The, the cool, one of the coolest ones we saw was Nick Murphy, um, who directed episodes one and two? He had the like ember, uh, oh, or the amber wow. thing from um, that like Super Uhtred's best. like holding yep. up in the first episode. Oh, wow, yeah, like, yeah, like, cool. that's so that's cool. Pretty cool. Yeah, I always try and take something from a set because, like, yeah. well, it's like memories, isn't it? But this is a particularly, I don't have a anything so cool. set that's as big as this or as cool as this, so yeah. It's awesome, man. And it's great, like, if I'm doing a tape and I have something, like, you know, I have to have a sword. There you go. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, guys. Yeah, well, listen, man, we really appreciate it. Everybody, go check out um, his links down below. We'll link his uh, production company. We'll link his um, own accounts. Um, he's got a lot. He's a great YouTube channel. He's done a lot of cool things. Go check that out. And please check us out as well. Like, follow, subscribe if you like what you're seeing. And otherwise... Goodbye from the Screen Chronicles and Jacob Dudman and Destiny is all.